Hey guys, it's Chris Bercher and welcome back. This is Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, episode 50. Now, that might not seem like a big deal to you. Uh, It probably wouldn't feel like a big deal to anybody that hasn't done this before, but it's hard for me to sort of look back and uh, over the last year, a little bit over a year, because this was the 50th episode that I've recorded and 10 interviews, so it's really episode 60. Um, I don't have any kind of crazy listenership or dollars in the bank to show for this, but it does. Um, one thing I will acknowledge is I set out to do this because I had some exploring to do, and I wanted to learn about technology and sort of the direction the world is going and video and audio podcasts. And I enjoy listening to these things and watching these things. And I, and I just feel like I wanted to get my ideas out there. And I thought it might be a really neat way to sort of journal in real time in public. And it turns out it's a very helpful way for me to think through some concepts that I have in my head. Having said that, I wanted to sort of enjoy that experience for a while, but at some point it becomes almost masturbatory, right? I mean, it's, um, it's, it's, I see the shortcomings of the approach with respect to reaching an audience or getting my message across or having this discourse that I keep talking about and participating in a back and forth. So far, this is just a fourth, (laughs) right? I'm spouting out all these things into the universe for better or for worse. And, and, you know, there are people listening to a lesser degree. There are people uh, feeding back. But what I want to do to try to make it a little better for everybody involved, myself and, and, and the audience, is to focus a little bit. And so, What I wanted to do with this episode is share with you my thoughts about episode 51 through 100 or whatever it is, which would probably be, you know, the next year's worth of Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom podcast, Um, and sort of what my plans are and what those episodes will look like and what you can have to look forward to. And 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 I think it's a pretty interesting and maybe even creative idea that's still going to help me, but I also think it might be of interest to an audience and to, and to help you kind of know where I'm headed. Just be a little bit more focused and a little bit less haphazard and zany, which, you know, I like li- living in the improvisational world, but it's a fine line between improvisational and completely disorganized. And uh, I know where I stand and, and how that works, but I don't know how well that comes across to other people. Um, and then another thing, my to, I mentioned the Curiosity Interview Series, which I thought went really well. Those seem to be popular uh, for people to view. And so I, I think, I, I haven't quite come up with the idea, but I have a feeling it might come out in the recording of this episode about what the topic would be for the next interview series. But somewhere in the next year, I plan on doing another 10-episode series of uh, interviewing people about a particular tub- subject or topic that's relevant to the following overall picture. When it all comes down to it, and I looked back through all my old episodes, I listened to them, I read my notes, I looked at the snippets, and I sort of, I was looking for patterns, right? I mean, I'm, I'm an ecologist, I look for patterns, and patterns are valuable because you can take this pattern over here that may have worked and then apply it over here and see if it still works, and that, that allows us to work across systems. We can look at the universe, we can look at a plant, we can look at a tree, we can look at the human mind, we can look at, you know, um, the coral reef, all these different systems. We can look at an assembly line in a in a paper factory. A lot of times the interactions of the parts follow patterns. You know, you think, and I know the the hot pattern right now is the algorithm that they use um, 
and YouTube to figure out what videos you need to watch and how to capture your attention. Attention. Those algorithms r- rhythms are the same thing. They've taken a model, a pattern that worked somewhere else, and they're applying it, and then they just change that model. And um, and so you know, I'm sure there are people willing to pay billions of dollars to figure out what the YouTube algorithm or model was that explained human behavior, so that they can use it. This is one example, uh, but same kind of thing. I mean, that's how we learn about complex subjects. We don't start over. <laughs> <laughs> with each new investigation, we learn what we learned, and then we try to apply that knowledge to the next thing. So <laughs> in a nutshell, my main overall pattern driver, the question, the main question um, is, if you are, that I, I believe, and in, in, in here this gets at my audience too, let's see if I can... I struggle with this. It's like, is this my point? Is this my mission? Is this my value? Is this the question? Anyway, I believe what's been fueling a lot of my thinking is this idea that each one of us, every human being human, suffers from this dilemma. That life is a struggle between the person that you are and the person that you feel like you should be. And what that comes down to, as you'll see in some of my episodes, these messages come out, it's, um, it's how you actually feel about things and what you actually believe and how that's interrupted by what we've learned about how we're supposed to behave or what we're supposed to think or what we're supposed to do or what we should do, right? And so if this is dissimilar to you. If you don't understand what I'm saying, if you have never struggled between the differences between the person you feel that you are and you fundamentally believe you are and the person that you feel like you're supposed to be, if that doesn't make any sense to you, then, you know, maybe this isn't the channel for you. (laughs) Or maybe that triggered some sort of curiosity in you and said, I think I know what you mean. Well, there's 50 episodes and 50 more coming (laughs) that you should investigate in because that's what I'm talking about. My, myself, um, you know, I just, I feel like, There's these rules, and you've heard me say this a hundred times if you listen to my show, that we were born obeying. Agreements we made upon birth about how we're supposed to or should be. And we spend our life trying to live up to this set of rules. A lot of times we're in conflict with these things because we don't feel right, or we don't know how we think, or we don't know why we believe this, or we feel the opposite. And so we struggle with this. And so as a person who struggled with this and is, and is super curious about it, I'm not looking to find the answer, the solution, or the smoking gun that will make this go away. Rather, I'm trying to figure out, um, one, is it which is better? Should we just abandon our will and become this person that we should be? And does that make us better people and a better society? Or what I really believe and want, want to be true is that we actually should learn to realize uh, who we are and be that person in the world. Okay, so how do we go about answering that question, and um, what evidence do we have, and if that is true or false, then what are we supposed to do? And that's sort of what the next 50 episodes are going to be about. And I'm going to do this by sort of stating the problem. Um, and the problem, kind of before you get to the, the what I call the are versus should problem, is that as humans, it's not like we're all completely happy, satisfied, content, comfortable. There are human problems, and the Buddhists describe this as suffering, and this could mean a whole lot of different things. And many people have said suffering is the wrong word, and happy and unhappy are the wrong words. It's just, the way I describe it is it's it's restless. 
we feel this restlessness in us, and that restlessness can take you know all kinds of different forms from um, you know being spurred uh, to drink or to smoke or to have porn habits, or it can drive us to murder, and it can drive us to speed, and it can drive us to anxiety and depression, and sort of this this unrest, this discomfort. And I'm not saying I'm trying to make that go away. I'm just saying, what's up with that? <laughs> so before the R versus should problem, there is the fact that humans, and it seems like more than ever, increasingly so, have a high degree of discomfort in the world. The world that we're a part of, the world that we were born into, the world that we have you know, evolved over billions of years since the Big Bang to exist in. Or... Maybe that's not true. Maybe the aliens came down and pooped us out here a long time ago. And that's the problem. We don't know who we are. Whatever. So if you're a person who has struggled with this or is willing to be open-minded enough to say, okay, I see your point. There's a lot of depression. There's a lot of gun killings and there's wars. And there's these things that seem to be less than ideal in the world. Okay, what's up with that? Is there an explanation? Now, maybe you know, one potential opposing view would be, well, no, the Bible says the original sin, and Adam ate the apple, and so that's you have a problem. Okay, that's fine. Maybe that is one explanation. I'm just looking for other ones, and more so than that. So that so 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 what do I bring to this? Why me? Like, what's <laughs> why is this something that you should care about? Or, or, or you know, for, and and, uh, and and what I have to offer is that one, I've been interested in this question essentially my whole life. It's taken me this long to realize it and to focus it. But I see now that I have been highly motivated by understanding this. And so I have spent <laughs> a disproportionate amount of time learning about things like religion and psychology and philosophy and, 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 and personal growth and, 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 you know, psychedelic drug use or, or what, whatever I thought fell into the realm of something that matters to the human experience. I was curious about it. And you know, I'm not the, the, a super smart guy or a genius, but I have amassed a stupid amount of reading and uh, and research experience, and and it's not just reading and comprehension, although that's important. I, I I I retain the information enough so that I can say I can pull from, you know, the Buddhist, the ancient Toltecs, the Christian document, a doc, and, and some of these other things, and go well. What did it, you know? What are multiple lines of evidence arguing for or against this particular point? I just, I have access to that. Um, and even if I don't have it in my head, I know where it is because I've seen it before. I'm not saying that's special. I'm not saying that's unusual. I'm not saying that's better than you. I'm just saying it's thing. I bring that. I bring that. I bring out intense curiosity, years of knowledge and experience on the subject that just makes it, um, you know, accessible to me. More so than maybe the average person. That, plus a 20-some year career as a scientist, which has taught me how to research efficiently, effectively, retain, put things together. You know, the scientific method is so much more than just, um, you know, can I figure out how blood flows in the body or, or, or answer some benign question like that. I came at science from a very holistic perspective. And so I also bring a rigorous training in the scientific realm. And if you think about those two kind of concept subjects, they're a little bit diametrically opposed, but they're also two sides of the same coin. And so what I kind of call this, the, this, this approach to 
addressing the R versus should question is a science and an unscience. You know, it's physics and metaphysics. It's like the yin and yang of, of, of information and data that can be accessed by humans. Some of it can't be, but I think I know the difference between, you know, what I'll call matter and then non-matter. You know, if you want to answer, think about science. It's, you know, biology is about animals. Physics is about particles. Weather is about, you know, particles traveling in the universe. All these things have to do with matter, things we can measure and, and research in that way. And really, anything that we can't measure has fallen into a different realm, an, an unscience realm. Religion, philosophy, spirituality, personal growth, psychedelic drug use, you name it. There's, 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 there's a whole other world out there that isn't science. And we can't consider one or the other of these two things in separation or in isolation of one another. It's, it's a, well, you can, but it's asinine. And, 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 and really, the, one of the things that bugs me the most in the world that's ever happened is this idea that, uh, that evolution is in opposition to religion. And then that there, there was this ev- creationist versus evolutionist thing that basically said, you know, these two things can't be true at the same time. And it's one or the other. And I just want to be like, no, dumbasses, this is just two different realms. You can't talk about a God creating the world in the realm of science because there's no, that's not a tool for that. It's sort of like trying to brush your teeth with a hammer. Um, it, 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 it's not going to work. It, and, and that's probably a, terrible example because at least you can knock your teeth out or something. But if you're just going to try to measure and find God, it's not going to happen. So the, you don't take a, the scientific toolbox to try to do that. It won't work. And so if there are things science can't do, hello, science is limited. It's not going to give us all the answers. We don't have a really good toolbox for understanding the unscience world, and I'll argue that that's simply because all tools we compare to science, right? You can't measure the spiritual world, and so, well, why would you want to? Can we understand it? Sure, but we can't do it the way we do it in science, and so so many people will poo-poo or 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 not trust anything but science because. We've been taught that you know you have to hold it and see it and measure it and scale it, and if you can't do that, then you can't do anything with it. And there's some truth to that. I mean, we're limited by our senses, but I think we have a whole bunch of cool approaches and really 10,000-plus years of humans trying to understand the unscience world. And why not just look at what they said? And sometimes this gets hard because you're like, Mm, the Mayans said that we have to kill babies for it to rain. We're pretty sure that's not right. So let's go ahead and debunk everything else the Mayans ever did. You know, we we kind of do that. We kind of either say, I don't know why, because we certainly don't do that for the Bible. Nobody takes the entire book of the Bible literally. You know, we pick and choose what we like. So I don't know why we can't go back and look at the Toltecs and the Mayans and the Egyptians um, and, and say, well, what did they think? And let's take some pieces of all these things, and, and guess what? Look for patterns, right? Aren't there some patterns in these things that might point at some bigger universal truths? And so anyway, I'm going to come at this. I'm going to spend you know 50 episodes or whatever at, at this question of what's up with the dichotomy between the person that we are and the person that we should be, feel like we should be. What is science, how can science inform that? 
and what values does that bring, and how can the the unscience world also inform that and with a completely equivalent and neutral mindset of belief and skepticism and doubt, but op- but open mindedness to believe. It. How, what information exists in the world? What have people said in the past? Okay, maybe human sacrifice does make it rain, and we just missed it. Let's consider that for a minute. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, and I think it's actually going to be pretty helpful. And in the preliminary sort of paving of the pathway of where I want to go with this, I have, I see, and it's hard because I'm not there yet, but why wait until I'm there to share this with the world? Why not share the the progress of getting there with the world. And I think that's what I'm going to do. So I have two, basically two books and some accessory products to go along with what I see as, as the approach to this question. So we're going to, I'm going to try to, to, to use my background in science, ecology, systems and patterns of the universe and, and the biological entities in the universe, and then couple that with my experience, so knowledge plus experience, uh, in the self-help world, what I'll call unscience, you know, in exploring and, 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 and investigating religions and spirituality and all this other stuff that falls in the unscience world, and use my knowledge and my experience of both of those areas of understanding, uh, of being human, and then my sort of unique position as someone who understands things like bias and neutrality and standardization and, um, you know, this, a, a scientific approach. It's like what Einstein called thought experiments. I'm not just going to go, I wonder if there's really a dragon coming out of my belly button. And then look at it and say, nope. You know, I, it's not, it, it, there's purpose and there's structure to the approach. Um, and I think that's the difference. And it's hard for me to articulate that, but I think that's, that's the credentials and credibility that I bring to the table um, with all intents of making this a serious learning effort to address the question of are you supposed to be, or, you know, are you the person that you think you are or the person that you're supposed to be? or one or the other, or both, or what's up with that? Uh, and that, that's sort of the gist of it. And how will that help us? And then, so the first book is Applying Ecological Principles and My Knowledge of, of Unscience into uh, Addressing That Question and Putting All the Information Out of the Table and uh, Analyzing That Information for Patterns. I mean, that's what research is, right? Let's look at what the information is that's known and maybe look for a few things we can figure out quickly and then try to assimilate that. And really, that's where the world needs right now. If we've ever been in a time, I can't imagine, where we have infinite access to information literally in an instant at our fingertips on the rectangle of knowledge uh, in the Internet. What we need is people that can put that together. <laughs> and so this is really an assimilation of what is known uh, from a scientific and an unscientific perspective, to address the question of what is it, what is up with being human? Uh, the are versus should question, and then so that's the that's one product, one book with with related associated products, where each episode will essentially be a section of that book as it's developing in my mind to put it out there for 
peer review, if you if you would be so kind, uh, in a discourse type situation where you can literally influence the writing of the book, um, and sort of just have that all out there, and then and then put it out into the world for for further sort of peer review or discussion or whatever, just to get get it down. This is Chris Bircher's thoughts about what it is to be human. Then the secondary and probably the, the applied, so that's the theoretical, right? That's the, that's the fun science. Let's just research this because we think it's important and we think it's cool. And then associated with that, and this will probably be written sort of in concert and the releases of weekly episodes about a topic will, will necessarily be related, is the sort of how-to you know, what are the steps of somebody, because none of this is going to be universal. No analysis of humanity and the human condition. I love that term. We're talking about the human condition, which I think at the top of that is the R versus should question. None of that is going to be universal. There's going to be a huge subjective element to all of this. And so necessarily for every person interested in exploring this relationship in themselves, I, I want to write the, the how-to book. And so the, the one product, and I'm calling them books now, I don't know, will be the, the, the how, what, and the, or the what and the why and the second one, the how-to, will be the how. Like, okay, how? And that'll be something like, okay, first you got to figure out who you are. As the Toltecs would say, you have to take a personal inventory. Where are you? What do you bring to the table? What's good? What do you want to keep? What's bad? What do you want to get rid of? How do you determine what your values are? How do you determine what your beliefs are and get rid of the limiting beliefs? Who do you want to be? How are you going to move forward? What sort of uh, aspects of your life need attention? What do you need to give up for you to sort of clean the slate wipe the table so that you can start to build and start to understand who you are. And then that process outlined. Um, and I just think that would be awesome. That's the kind of thing that when I was 13, 14 years old, thinking about this stuff, it would have been awesome to get a document like that. And in, and in some ways I was able to find things and books at that time, it was books, really. That was it. Maybe movie themes, like something like Star Wars, which leads to the George Lucas and the Force and the influence of Joseph Campbell and his writings and philosophy um, and spirituality and religions, putting all that stuff together. And then as I got older, sort of understanding the world of self-help and psychology and uh, therapy and counseling. And then nowadays, we're sort of bombarded with the Johnny-come-lately, get-rich quick scheme coaching um, arena where everybody has some idea about how they can fix you or whatever. And now it's gone from being really difficult to find information that really wasn't designed for people, um, but you were more, more, more so had to piece together some story of how the world worked on your own using multiple um, documents to getting to a point where now we're over, we're bombarded with things of such varying quality um, that it's hard to figure out what's going to work for us. And so, w- what I envision is some sort of, you know, um, universal guide for a DIY approach to understanding who you are and what it means to be human. From Another person's perspective. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be the be-all, end-all, I'm right, everybody else is wrong. It's more of a, hey, do you identify with me? 
and what I've experienced? And if so, what I've been able to figure out may help you. Now that, you know, I think that's how it works. It's not a one size fits all. It's whatever the opposite of that is, you know, and it's really at best a one-on-one situation where there might be one person in the world that sees something I do and go, yes, um, I want to know more about this. Thank you for stimulating my journey or whatever. And that's as best as we can do. And so I hope that makes sense. I hope you're as excited as I am. Uh, at, at the very least, you know, you might get to see a catastrophic failure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm here saying that I'm going to show up and I'm going to try and I'm going to make this effort. And um, I'm asking for help along the way. And uh, if nothing else, I think it's, gonna, it's, it's going to result in me being able to produce something uh, that I might not be able to produce otherwise. So I appreciate your attention and as much as um, you want to give it. Are versus should. Are you, are you going to be the person that you know you are or the person that you feel like the world thinks you're supposed to be or the person that you should be? I'm Chris Bercher. This is Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, Episode 50. I'll see you next week uh, where we start this process, episode 51. Thanks, guys.